Well, what's going on in the world uh, today, ladies and gentlemen? Man, we have the cap coming into play. We have the cap. I think we do. Uh, Captain Bomb Base, uh, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes on a very, very uh, short request, I might add, based on Joe Biden uh, into Ukraine uh, earlier today. Uh, captured the airwaves at around, what, five this morning or so. And uh, we welcome in uh, the captain of GlobalThreatSolutions.com. For peace of mind, uncertain times, GlobalThreatSolutions.com. And, of course, we'll have the captain on later in the week. Obviously, we got the one-year deal of which uh, the invasion into Ukraine is coming up on the 24th. Hard to believe. Uh, The cap and I are right on this way back. Can you imagine that? 12 months. My goodness, cap. But the president did make his way uh, into Kiev, met with Zelensky, it caught everybody by surprise, but certainly en route to Poland, we thought later on, uh, this is what occurred earlier. Your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, so it's a last-minute notice. And whenever there's going to be a, a war zone that, that a uh, president visits, we've seen this in Afghanistan and Iraq. They never announce it. So as we hear about it after the fact, and obvious for obviously for security reasons, and what looks like right now, Jay, is that he went there. He's promising more aid, but no new advanced weaponry that we haven't seen yet. Um, but, you know, it brings up the question, first of all, that like you said, this has been a year-long conflict that, that we've watched unfold in front of us. And I think that there's two things. First, they need to make an assessment right now, and I mean the U.S. and our intelligence, and say, where does this conflict stand right now? Are the threats to us, to America, still the same as they were in the beginning of this. You know, in the beginning, Jay, everybody thought that uh, there was a chance that Putin was going to try and push right across Eastern Europe. You know, that was the big threat when we first started talking about this. Like, it's just just the beginning. And I think at this point, not only has that not happened, but I think that that's highly unlikely a strategy of Vladimir Putin at this point. He's just trying to hold his country together at this point and his people. I think he's he doesn't have support. Whether the people could say that or not, I don't think he has the support of his people. He's had massive losses. His capabilities are far less than anyone imagined when this conflict first kicked off. And I think we need to make that assessment and say, what is our plan, the West and specifically the United States, in our situation right now? What type of support are we going to continue to give to this conflict? And what is the, the outcome? What are we looking for? What's our objective? How should this end? this conflict that's in a way that's acceptable to the U.S. You and I have spoken forever regarding how this country might have handled things uh, to get a different type of deal right now, almost one year in. Um, You know, I saw an astonishing figure this morning of the amount of aid that we have given Ukraine, which is give or take about $113 billion. $113. I couldn't believe it. Um, with that being said, you look at everything that has occurred, all of these deterrences that might have offset Putin's war here, and they really haven't done much when you think about it. And you and I have spoken. Well, what, what about an intense negotiation earlier on? You know, it was always about the fear of Ukraine joining NATO, Captain. That was the fear. That was the impetus yep. as far as Putin. And we even saw images of Putin in Beijing during the Olympics and everything else. We knew something was being conjured up. Now there are reports, fast forward today, that there could be aid from China. 
as far as how Russia is going about their business. All that has happened with China. The balloon from a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it is intensified all over the place. You couple that, I'm throwing a lot at you here. You couple that with North Korea, what they're doing in the last couple of days, as far as sounding off the threats to South Korea and the exercises and everything else the U.S. is engaged in as far as with South Korea. It's a very volatile situation right now. And I think about those deterrences, which really have resulted in nothing as far as Russian backing off there. So where are we at right now? I mean, it is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to determine, like I said, I think the United States has to say, what is an acceptable end to this conflict? What do we see as a win? Because it's not what everyone would imagine a win is. I mean, I, I think, realistically, it's going to be Russia maintaining control of some of the territory that they've taken since 2014, and maybe even a little more. Um, and, and, there has to, and that's where this thing would end. There's no way he's leaving that country and leaving every square inch of of Ukraine, even the property that he was in, in Crimea, where he, he took land in 2014. That's not realistic. So what, and, and here's the thing, Jay, are we pushing for that diplomatically? Are we working to bring this thing to an end? Or are we letting this thing go on and on? And, and I mean, the, the positive to that for the West is that Vladimir Putin is the, you know, he's attriting his power every single day, right? He's no longer the military that he was. He's lost so many troops, equipment, weapons since the start of this conflict but then the flip side to that is we're also looking at a more desperate vladimir putin every day and could we see this thing escalate in some way if he does get too desperate i think the push should be diplomatically to try and bring this to an end convince zelensky that listen uh we need to we're going to have to you have to give in a little here you're going to have to give in and this could be a this could be addressed in the future but this conflict needs to end then the other thing is you know he just he did President Biden just committed another half a billion dollars. It's a lot of money for a country right now that's suffering. Our economy is suffering. Inflation is, uh, you know, killing the American people right now. We have to have some kind there's no limit. Right now it's just a, it's a blank paycheck that they've given to Ukraine, and that has to be addressed too at this point. And maybe pressure our, our allies in the West to step up their support, financial support, weapons, et cetera, because right now, Jay, no one's even close to what we've done for Ukraine at this point. And then to address these other threats, that's another thing. You know, how much are we going to put into this when we have China right now? Uh, we know tensions are incredibly high. They just had the Munich Security Conference, and there was no apology made by China to the U.S. for what they've done with the intelligence gathering we've seen over the last month here in the U.S. No apologies. That, that is our greatest threat, and people need to understand that. Russia is not our greatest threat. It's China, for sure. And we need to be focusing our efforts. We need to be spending this money to build our military right now. So I, I'm not saying cut them off right now. I'm saying we've given a lot. We've given enough for a year's time in a conflict. We need to pressure our allies to support, and we need to have an, a, an exit strategy for this conflict. And if it's not going to be an exit strategy for Ukraine, maybe it needs to be one for the U.S. We have serious threats we are facing right now, like you mentioned, with North Korea, China, that we need to address. Specifically, China is the greatest threat we face, and we need to be building our war machine right now and focusing on that. Question. Uh, the Captain Ken Bombay is with us. Global Threat Solutions uh, com. Peace of mind on uncertain times. Global Threat Solutions uh, com. And, you know, you and I would also speak 
Cap, regarding the health of Vladimir Putin, uh, which has been in question over the last several months, uh, which might have led to some rash decisions by other leaders who might have been in charge based on ailing Putin. We still don't know the full story, nor will we for quite some time, I think, until this thing ends. Uh, but in essence, yeah, the A goes on. And again, $113 billion uh, committed president uh, on his way to Warsaw from Ukraine. Made a surprise visit earlier uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. Took off, from what we understand, yesterday around 4.15, yesterday morning or so. Um, you know, you may bring up an extra, an interesting point in that where are we at with some of the other some of the other countries. You know, Germany finally kind of gave in as far as the tanks are concerned. Uh, you wonder if an aerial attack will be utilized, and they'll need help if that is the case as far as Ukraine. I am sure that's going to be part of the discussion over the next several days. Yeah, so Russia has stepped up their attacks right now, so there's new pleas right now for support, and not just money, but more advanced weapons that we haven't provided. Obviously, air support is something that President Zelensky has focused on since the very beginning. And I think right now they're sort of in a stalemate. Um, and, and I don't think that Vladimir Putin has any realistic expectations that he's taking over all of Ukraine. But I think he definitely needs to save face in any type of an exit strategy. And that's going to have to require some serious diplomacy on the side of the West and, uh, and with President Zelensky. The other side is what we mentioned before, and this has been an issue for so long that NATO has really been like pretty ineffective, or it didn't really matter until this conflict occurred. And like, there's no there's no threat, obviously, of uh, uh, Ukraine joining NATO, and there's no threat on the other side of Russia pushing through Eastern Europe. But what we need to do now is deal with our West, our NATO partners, and continue to pressure them. That pressure has stopped. President Trump really put a put a lot of pressure on our NATO partners to say, you need to pay your fair share. You know, it's not like it's random. There's a number. I think it's 2% of GDP is supposed to be spending on NATO and their military in that country. And so many of them have not met those standards, even now, even during this conflict. So I think that pressure needs to be put on them, too. If you're going to be a NATO member, you have to pay your fair share. You have to keep up your military capabilities. And now there's no better example of what the potential threats are than what we've seen over the last year if this isn't enough i don't know what is so but we don't see that pressure coming from this administration on on nato because it's uh, i guess they don't want to cause um uh strained relationships with those leaders well that's what we need if it takes strained relationships that's what they need to do otherwise why have nato if everyone's not going to be contrib- contributing evenly we have always for the brunt of these conflicts and the spending and the military weapons, it's not even close. So I think that's something that needs to be addressed as we face greater threats every day. And by the way, Jay, we need to strengthen alliances in Asia, too, and build on those alliances and make sure those partners are spending their fair share because we face great threats right now, China being the greatest. And it's about leadership and it's about strength. And you, use, you have used that word a few times in the last couple of minutes. And I got to tell you, one ending note for me here: the line, the line of the year from the vice president, who finally made the determination upon herself that war crimes have been committed. Really, what? Can you imagine this? She said this over the weekend. It has been determined that war crimes now have been committed by Russia. Really, 
I, I would love to ask the vice president, at what point did she come to that incredible notion? Was it the fact of missiles going to the maternity, maternity ward four months ago that you and I spoke about? Was it the fact that innocent people were executed in the street where their hands tied behind their back? I mean, I, I'd love to know at what point did Kamala Harris actually see the fact that war crimes have been committed? Incredible. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, Final it's point, ridiculous. And, and if you're going to make a statement like that, Jay, if she's going to make a statement like that, be careful. Okay, so the whole world knows this, obviously. We've all watched it on TV for the last year. So we know there's war crimes that have been committed. But if you're going to make that statement, why are you making that statement? Are you demanding that there's going to be war crime tribunals? Because be careful what you say. Is the world ready to hold them accountable? Are we going to force these uh, war, crime, war crime tribunals to occur? And they should. I think that we do need to hold them accountable. But it, w- by saying that, you have to be ready to back it up. You know, what? It, okay, now what, VP Kamala Harris? What's going to happen now that you've accused them of war crimes? What's the next step? And uh, be careful, unless you're ready to put go in that direction and, and get our allies to come on board and and hold them accountable right now. Right now, I think we all know there was war crimes committed, and I think the time to address those is going to be when this conflict, this hot conflict, ends, and then we could start holding people accountable. And and first, let's focus on coming to a diplomatic end to this thing that's, that's acceptable by both sides. We could stop the, the killing, the daily killing, and they could start to rebuild in Ukraine, and then we'll address those issues. I think it's the only strategy. Les, we appreciate a couple of minutes, my friend. You'll be on later in the week. We'll figure that out because I want to go over the whole object shot, shoot, being shot down, the spy balloon from the 28th of January uh, being shot down on the 4th of February, thereabouts right off the uh, South Carolina coast. We'll get into that as well as some other things a little bit later on in the week, but we can't thank you enough for a few here. 